Welcome to another episode of The Corporate Entrepreneur. My name is Mark Gellinson, Managing Partner of the Entrepreneur Way Consulting Group. This episode is another end-of-the-year predictions that we're going to make. We first start out by reviewing our predictions from last year. At this time last year, we discussed the duality of the message of corporate America, that they talked about strategy, yet they based their metrics on tactics. Now, we said that that would slowly begin to change. Right now, if you look at it, I was wrong. It hasn't changed. It's still that duality, and we're going to discuss that in our predictions for 2021. Companies were looking for a 5x to 10x growth. Now, there was no way of knowing about the pandemic, but of course, we had talked about that they did not have the processes in place to handle that kind of growth and that the economy would not see that kind of growth. We were right there. Even though the economy is doing well, it's not that 5 to 10x without understanding how it was going to get there, without putting in the processes. So everything has been changed because of the pandemic. We also discussed management expecting more and giving less. Well, that panned out to be true, no pun intended, because with the pandemic, they expected the line personnel to just kick up and really produce salespeople, operations people, and yet they really didn't give them more resources, more money, more benefits, a couple of dollars an hour for some line workers at some companies. We talked about the lack of skills and training is going to hurt us. Well, during the pandemic, the lack of time management, the lack of organizational skills, the lack of skills to be able to deal with conflict management and stress have definitely hurt us. So the pandemic accelerated that prediction, but we were correct there. And it stays true for this year, which we'll discuss. We had stated that AI is going to subtly excel and start replacing jobs. Well, that has definitely happened and it's continuing to happen. We also talked about that the tracking of low-level, mid-level service type drivers increased to a point where Big Brother is going to watch us more and more. Once again, the pandemic accelerated that, but with working from home, with all the technology that's in place, everybody is being watched that much more. Everything is being micromanaged in what we call big data that much more. And that really accelerated this year with the pandemic. We also talked about unrealistic goals. Well, we're going to just forget that one because the pandemic throws everything into an unrealistic goal, whether to the positive or to the negative. There are companies out there that never expected to be this successful with the distribution logistics and the delivery services and the virtual and buying online. We talked about live training is not as efficient and is moving towards virtual. Well, now we see that with schools, and I understand how there's a conflict between elementary school and they're not doing as well. But what we're finding is, and the studies are showing, is that middle school and high school kids are doing as well on their testing. So that's leading it, and it's giving empirical data to this movement away from live training. Companies are going to have to make up the profits that they're losing. They're going to have to make up the loss in revenue somehow, and one of that is going to be with less travel. We'll talk about that. And then, of course, we discussed small companies are going to embrace the video conferencing as a way to survive. We know that's true because it's really made it easier for some small companies to expand into other territories. Their salespeople are being able to communicate. The fact that they put more information on YouTube, they're using LinkedIn, they're using the different media is much greater than what it was before, accelerated by the pandemic, but they're seeing, wow, I can really do more sales with my inside sales team. I don't need to have the expense of the outside sales team for every product or service that I offer at every level. And then, of course, acquisition will replace organic growth. We saw that happening at the beginning or the end of last year, and we see it happening now. 
It's happening because companies are being hurt by this. They're picking up more debt. More and more companies will go out of business, but that doesn't mean those retail outlets, that doesn't mean those businesses will just fade away. I believe if we would have done this in 2009 with the auto business, there would have been plenty of companies that would have picked up the pieces, but we saved those companies. And many times you hear the term zombie companies. We're saving companies that may not be able to survive without support because of certain circumstances. They should be acquired. But companies are finding it's a lot more cost effective to buy customers, to buy companies, to buy distribution channels, to buy logistics than it is to grow it organically. And that's going to continue in 2021 and accelerate. And then we discussed that there was going to be chaos and turmoil in 2020. Now, we did not know about the pandemic. I'm not saying that. But we did know that there was going to be chaos and turmoil because things are starting to change. Employees, the millennials, the Z generation, everything going on, the integration of multiple generations, the change in economy. We knew there was going to be chaos. And we said there's going to be very strong companies coming out of that because out of all chaos comes greatness. And that has turned out to be true. Now, these are not your normal predictions of a 10% growth and tactical quantitative predictions. These are more predictions about leadership, companies, and how we behave. The predictions for 2021 are based on, of course, current knowledge, experiential wisdom, and a lot of guessing. Who are we kidding? We're doing this podcast because we feel that people need to think about what happened before, look forward, and then decide how they're going to take action. So this podcast has these predictions. We have it in our newsletter as well if you want to see it in writing. So the answer of why we do it is that by thinking about what the future can hold, it forces us to look at the past and the present. Now, as part of this process, we inevitably find better ways to do what we are doing and possibly avoid some of these pitfalls. So let's get into some of the predictions for 2021. We believe that corporate entrepreneurial realism will finally come into play and be in the forefront of more executives' minds. Most of the executives at larger corporations that we speak to have already made up their mind that they're going to look to preserve cash, raise more capital, cut costs. They realize that it's not 2021 they're concerned about. It's 2022. Now, we are going to have more layoffs. There is going to be less capital equipment purchased and more expansion in the Asian marketplace. We're going to continue to do more with less people. So unemployment will not level out and will not go down anytime soon. We're going to reduce the real estate footprint and move towards more virtual employees. I understand it's a shift and everybody feels that once the virus vaccine is here, it's going to go back. The reality is it's only going to go back a little bit. Corporate executives that we speak to have realized the value of getting rid of their real estate. Not totally. They understand a footprint, but they don't need what they had before. Work from home. Companies are analyzing the real effect of working from home. They realize it's the managers and the people that live to work, not the ones that work to live, that want to go back to the office. This comes into play when you think about essential workers being able to return to the office or do their job. Very few of those essential workers were executives. In addition, even in industries that were considered essential, it was the line workers that went back to work. The executives still worked virtually. So we have to think of what's going through their minds about working from home. They're realizing people were working longer. They were happier. They were saving money on the commute, on the food, a whole bunch of things. So there is going to be a continued move towards the virtual workplace. The technology will get better. The training is going to be virtual. It's going to get better. And some employees, of course, will enjoy going back to the office. And you're going to hear about these from real estate companies and holding companies and hedge funds that own a lot of commercial 
commercial real estate. But then you're going to have the employees that dread the commute. They miss the savings from buying lunch, gas, and clothes that they now do not have to purchase. One of our predictions is that it's not only going to be the suburbs that enjoy a real estate boom. It is going to be small towns that are far outside the 10, 15, 20 mile, 30 mile radius. When you look at cities like Atlanta, Dallas, New York, Boston, you have to go 45 minutes to an hour outside. You have to go 60 miles outside. Well, those little towns now, because of the virtual worker and only going in one day, two days a week, the hybrid approach, these small towns are going to boom because the housing costs are so low and the opportunities to open up small businesses and to have a neighborhood and to have a downtown is going to appeal to a lot of the people who are a little bit older and also the Z generation. As long as you have healthcare, entertainment, and restaurants. Let's talk about the workforce. The uncertainty in the work from home situation, even though we believe it's going to go more towards work at home, is going to embrace a faster adoption of artificial intelligence to replace workers. Companies are realizing right now that they need to have more AI because the concept of moving workers around, having them work at home, dealing with all these human resource issues is more than they can tolerate for some jobs that can have artificial intelligence replace the workers. Blue collar workers are going to be seeing an increased importance and incomes. The contractor, the person who builds things, the person who makes things. And the incomes will make the average corporate white collar worker to stop and think, but not yet change in 2021. And it's going to start to change in 2022 when we talk about college. People are going to see that if the contractors and the blue collar workers are making more money without having all this debt, then maybe that's the direction in which they should go in. How many more MBAs do we need out there? How many more attorneys do we need out there? How many more people do we need out there with a college degree that they literally do not use any of it after the first three to six months of being at a job. Now, there are certain industries and professions that need to have the academic background, but very few of the business people out there need or utilize the training that they have once they get into the corporate marketplace. And people are going to realize that, and they're going to realize that without that debt, and if they have them work from home, corporations can actually pay less, but the employee's net will be higher because they won't have all the expense. And as far as the whole community spirit, you're going to see these little towns pop up with these we work type of spaces that everybody can go in and collaborate around and still get that environment but not have to go into the corporate office. It's going to be in these small little towns and even the suburbs. Managers will long for the status quo. This is our prediction that got them to where they are now. They will be the drivers of the work from the office movement. The managers who yearn for the status quo, who want to feel valuable because they have people coming into their office to talk to them, how they can walk around and make sure that everybody is doing their job. The manager who needs to be seen politically. Those are the people who will drive the work from the office movement, but it will not return to normal. They will have nightmares and their worst fears will come true next year. Their value versus their incomes will be evaluated. Our prediction is that 2021 will begin the year of the management evaluation, looking at how valuable they are. Are they essential? What value are they bringing? It's only going to be a start, but it's going to be the start of a long-term movement 
movement that is going to change the structure of corporations. It is going to thin them out. Now, I know managers feel that they have all the analytical capabilities and they know the business. Well, if you really look at AI, you can see a lot of that's going to happen there. Let's look at this change for next year and 2021, what's going to happen. It's a long and narrow and winding path. 2021 will be a year where many people will slowly fall off of this path. This path is narrow. It's getting to a point where there's not room for everybody. They will try to return to normal and keep the status quo. The average manager will do that. The average company will try to keep it this way. They're going to try to push other people off this path and make sure that the path that they follow is the one that got them there, the status quo. It's not going to happen. This is not what's in the cards for 2021. The path is changing and many companies will not see the twists and turns that are in front of them, yet others are going to see that path and going to experience extreme success in 2021. Companies and employees that understand they are connected to the whole organization and that they benefit when everybody benefits and the people around them benefit. A mutual benefit culture is what I'm talking about. And when they invest in creating this culture and they have it sit on a smart platform, systemic, measurable, alignable, relatable, and tailorable, they're going to find amazing success in 2021 and beyond. So 2021 is going to be a year of additional turmoil, additional chaos. From a political standpoint, it's going to be additional chaos, even though everybody's looking for status quo. And it's really going to be in preparation for 2022. And we predict that corporations will continue to prepare for the 2022 depression recession in 2021. It's not a negative forecast. People forget between 1929 and the end of the depression with World War II, there were billionaires made, there were companies formed, there were innovations that happened. So let's get ready for this change. Let's open our eyes. Let's be wakeful. Let's create mightiness in our employees. Let's finally begin to implement a true mutually beneficial culture. Let's appreciate the essential workers and understand that there has to stop being this separation of management pay and employee pay. Sometimes going back to where it used to be, a senior executive would not make more than 10 times what the lowest paid employee made. That is what we need to return to again because these employees are who make the company and that's been shown to us in 2020. Let's get back to some sort of equality of pay, of respect. Let's get back to mutual benefit. My name is Mark Gillinson, Managing Partner of the Entrepreneur Way Consulting Group. And as we like to end every podcast, corporate entrepreneurs fear nothing, appreciate everything, and realize that what we need, we already have. Thanks and have a great day.